Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, sports edition. Come join our team of armchair quarterbacks as we discuss, dissect, and debate all that sports had to offer this week. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Hey, welcome in cronies. I am doing my best Ryan Olson impression. Uh, We are unfortunately missing our football guru this week. Uh, So you're going to have to deal with the B squad. Uh, That is me, uh, Jay, and then also my brother, John. We are (laughs) excited. We are excited to talk about week two of the NFL. There was a ton of awesome games this week, ton of standout players. I am very excited to get into week two of the NFL. You know, talking about Olsen not being here, I'm getting a little worried because ever since that that game that happened for that team he likes, he has not (laughs) responded to any phone call, any message, and... It's like he just completely went off the map. I don't know if he's in New, New York New York right now, like at a bar with all the other Jets players or fans and just having the time of his life, but he's completely dark right now, man. I'm kind of getting worried. Boy, uh, if I know Ryan, he's leading the charge on that party, John. Uh, that, that was one... I, I, the game was over. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to tell you. I was following oh, yeah. along sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Nick Chubb score a touchdown, and I'm like, I'm done following that. Oh, they got to get an onside kick? That's impossible now with these rules. And Do you know, how, you know how dumb it was? I had to watch everything by replay because I, yeah. I tuned it out. I didn't think anything was going on until after I, I'm watching a game and it shows the Jets won 31 to 30. And I went, what? <laughs> what are you I talking mean, about? I mean, Joe Flacco, 300 plus yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, number three right now in the league for passing yards, <laughs> over 616 yards. Joe Flacco, number three in the league right now, over Mahomes, over Herbert, over Russell Wilson, over all these top quarterbacks. <laughs> and it's Joe Flacco of the Jets after two games in the top three. I mean, come on. I mean, I was super excited to see what Zach Wilson can do, but at this point, you know what, Zach? <laughs> let 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 Joe let old man Joe show you how it's done. So last year when Joe Burrow was hot with the Bengals, you know, we'll we'll get on to them in a little bit, but when Joe Burrow was hot with the Bengals, I called him Dirty Joe and the Boys, you know? Dirty okay. Joe and the Boys going out there on the field. They're just you know, you couldn't stop Joe Burrow. Dirty Joe and the Boys. I think Joe Flacco's now the new Dirty Joe. I he think is, he's taking that title. He's he gonna is run the with new it this year. Dirty Joe. I Joe Flacco like it. and the Boys. Dirty Joe and the Boys. Dirty Joe and the Boys. I love it. Man, that game was absolutely absolutely incredible everyone talks about nick chubb you know with his big mistake of scoring a touchdown and i'm like i i hear what you're trying to say but this hadn't been done in over 20 years the last time was i think the bears did it or something like back in 2001 and i'm like i don't even remember that i will tell you i'm never gonna Maybe it was just because I wasn't following football as intensely way back then, but I'm mm-hmm. never gonna forget this. Like that, no, like that was so incredible. I've watched that over and over now, and just what I, what I don't know what the Browns were doing with Corey Davis, but he was literally wide open. Joe Flacco was like, 
I thought it was a dream. Like, <laughs> how in the world is this guy that wide open? And there's, hits there are so many games this week where you think it's either it's a blowout, it's over, and all of a sudden the fourth quarter comes around and they're back in it. They're, and then there are so many it. games this week where it was so, I don't want to say bad, but just so slow throughout the whole game where both teams are just struggling yep. offensively. And then all of a sudden you get the Jets and the Browns and they're like, let's go at it, man. Let's let's, let's make it happen. Let's Boom, boom, bam. Let's go. But man, scoring two touchdowns in less than 90 seconds from oh, each other man. and winning the game, I mean... Just absolutely incredible. Hands off. Uh, this was Garrett Wilson's welcoming party. If yeah. you watched, he looked good. He looked good on mm-hmm. Sunday. Everyone was like, maybe, maybe rookie, you know, week one, he's a rookie. A lot of people were like, give him till halfway of the season. And Garrett Wilson showed why he was so good at Ohio State. He just needed one more week, and man, he came out of his shell. He looked better than Elijah Moore, and he's he's one of my favorites on their team. I think my favorite part about that one for the Jets is it shows how much this team cares about Robert Sala as their head coach. Because he came out for the press before the game and he said, I'm writing down names for any of you critics or sports writers out here who are doubting us. I'm writing your name mm-hmm. down. So when we turn this around, I know who not to listen to. Wow. And he came out and he said that and the announcers were saying that during the game. Then also in the fourth quarter, that team just rallied and they got behind that and i think that just shows you how respected he is as a head coach like for a team to do that in the fourth quarter of a game yep that shows they're they're fighting for something they're fighting for that coach i want to show that coach they got that's mental toughness because i'm experiencing right now i'm coaching bowman and this is just fifth and sixth grade football but holy moly, when you're losing, you just feel like you don't feel like your team's not behind you, man. I don't know what to tell you. When you're losing that bad, I'm telling you, it feels horrible. When we you're got down three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you're just you're like, you guys All right, remember I, the Jets? I felt like the Titans. You know, <laughs> go ahead and take take. It's the third quarter. Go ahead and take all my starters out. Let's get the bench team in. This is over. This is over. I mean, the other top game of the weekend, I would say, was the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens. You so you were talking about another fourth quarter, just absolute, just coming out of their shell, and the Dolphins. I know so many people who did not start Tua this week. Tua, Tua. If you're in a two, if you're in a two quarterback starting league, Tua was on. If you're in a, if you're in a one quarterback starting league, Tua was on the bench. In so many leagues, Tua was on the bench. I'm guilty. In my uh-huh. league, I had Tua on the bench, and I put in Kirk Cousins, who. Put in an absolute dud for me. Luckily, my team was epic, and I still scored like the second most points in my league with Tua on my bench. Anyways, unbelievable. Uh, six touchdowns for Tua? Six touchdowns, 400 yards, I think. He is leading, yeah, 469 yards, six touchdowns. They have a couple picks, but he is now leading the league in passing yards through week two. Oh, my god. 739 goodness. yards. They freaking... They were so down, they just reached in the playbook of throw it deep to Waddle or Hill. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> Listen to this, though. 
Tyreek Hill, 11 catches, 190 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddell, 11 catches, 171 yards, oh. two touchdowns. I mean, you're talking about, you know, of what, what is that, 360 yeah. yards to two players? <laughs> yeah. Having Unbelievable. Hill, having Tyreek Hill and Tua on your team in fantasy like I, I do, it feels good when it's yeah. a week like this. <laughs> It didn't feel so good week one, but it felt real it good. good week one, but week two, you're like, aha. This is why I did that. <laughs> this is nice. But man, they were down. What is it? I wrote it down here. So in the past 12 years, for a team to come back from a 21-point deficit in the fourth quarter, so it's from 2011 to now, teams trailing by 21 plus points in the fourth quarter guess how many games those teams have won how many so about 21 i've Zero. won okay Zero. i was like maybe one and Zero that was uh, of 711 games and the I dolphins was, somehow did i was thinking of the uh the super bowl where tom brady came back oh and yeah <laughs> that was this is 21 down in the fourth quarter though man it's just okay, absolutely okay. insane like, absolutely insane and um, the ravens didn't look that bad either that's the other thing. Like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, he was amazing. When he busted off that 75-yard yeah. touchdown run, I mean, it looked absolutely incredible. So, I mean, Lamar Jackson, I don't know what the Ravens are doing. Pay that man. You Damn. have got to keep Lamar Jackson around. Um, it's weird. Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent, so he's like doing everything mm-hmm. on his own. I feel like that's hurting him more than helping him, especially when we're dealing with this amount of money. Yeah. But they have got to get a deal done. The Ravens need to sign Lamar Jackson and make him feel like the superstar quarterback that he is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was 42 to 38 was the final score and the Dolphins came back to win that game. And if you haven't watched highlights from that game, do do yourself a favor. Pull up the highlights for that game because it's going on both sides, both sides of the field, both teams, and it's a it's a classic NFL game. Um, a team that really started fighting back late, almost ended up stepping in into the lead, uh, was the Falcons versus the Rams. Yep. Uh, absolutely getting smashed all game. And then the Falcons, they, they've done it two two weeks in a row. They turn it on, and they score a lot of points in the fourth quarter. And they have lost both those games, but they've been very close games. And I'm I'm actually excited to see what else uh, Mariota um, has in them. Um, but so man, that, game, that game is my how I can tell the NFL is rigged some points at some points. <laughs> is because, that what that is? Because <laughs> the Rams were at 28, and the Falcons were at 3. And I go, oh, 28-3. I bet you the Falcons are going to come back and win this game. So it can you have predicted the line of the Falcons' revenge. And I'm watching the game and it's going down and Falcons are coming back. And I'm like, aha! Aha! Uh-huh. And then I sent out a tweet. The NFL caught it and they said, throw it away, Mariota. Throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> He's on to us. <laughs> They're on to us. They're figuring it out. So talking about some... Um, some quick uh, fantasy stuff from that game. Um, Cooper Cup is still showing that he is going to have an absolutely monster season. Um, if he keeps this up, like it's going to be, 
re- yeah. records are going to be set. But Cooper Cup, eleven catches, one hundred and eight yards, two more touchdowns. Like Cooper, insane. Cooper Cup is showing that last year was no mistake. He and Stafford are on the same page, and they are putting up some amazing numbers. Stafford, I think, had three touchdowns and two picks, though. Man, he's still. He's still struggling, in my he's, opinion. Yeah, well, that's he. You know, he's still warming up. This is his preseason. Remember that? Yeah, I guess it's true. Um, I, I I mentioned the Titans Bills game a little bit. By the yeah. third quarter, the cool. Titans had already rolled cool. out their second string. So then the Bills followed suit and rolled out their second string. Third so, string. <laughs> dude, I mean, it was it was literally a it was a. The Titans scored one touchdown. It was forty-one to seven. But by the by halfway through the third quarter, the game was over. It was done. Next week, Bills versus Dolphins. That I, game. That I can't game wait. is either going to be as great as we're hyping it up to be right now, or the Bills are just going to blow them out, and we'll know for sure that this Bills team is is legit. Is yeah, is the Super Bowl contenders. Um, another game that I thought was supposed to be hyped up. Two high-powered offenses. Two high-powered uh, quarterbacks, a bunch of stud receivers. Vikings Eagles did not turn into that. No. Um, Jalen Hurts, I turn into the Jalen Hurts show, man. Jalen Hurts is showing everyone why he. Um, I I don't know why there's a controversy. It's like he has to be fighting for his starting job every week, and I hope we're <laughs> over that now. Like last year, every week, right behind him. Every yeah. week, it was like, "Are you Jalen? We're gonna bench you." And at this point, I hope they're over that. There was some video that got released showing him as a sophomore in high school, um, squatting 500 pounds. Jalen Hurts is an absolute beast, um, animal. Yeah, I, 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 I hope he has a long career in the NFL. He looks absolutely incredible. I think the only thing that hurts him is his arm strength just isn't isn't there, in my opinion, to get some of these throws off, but he still manages somehow to get it. But he makes up for it with his legs where he's <laughs> able to scramble and run and power through people. <laughs> the leg strength where he's squatting 500 pounds as a sophomore in high school, yeah, his leg strength is yeah. incredible. We all could do some crazy stuff in high school, man. That's about what you can do now as a man. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I can only imagine he can do uh, a lot more. I'll tell you another disappointment for me. Um, well, I mean, not like for me personally, but super disappointing for this player. Um, starting quarterback had five quarters as a starting quarterback, and he is now out for the rest of the season. Trey Lance yeah. Uh, yeah. broke his ankle. Um, shattered it had to have surgery i feel like when jimmy was coming on the field you know it's the uh heartbreak kid theme song playing behind mm -hmm. him when he's walking on yeah yep uh jimmy garoppolo looked fantastic uh the 49ers have to be very happy that they signed him uh to his deal and jimmy has to be very happy because um now he's guaranteed because he, all he had to do in the contract was play seventy five percent of the snaps. Yep. And every game he did that, he got two hundred and fifty thousand, so a quarter million. So he's guaranteed a quarter million now the rest of the year, every game, 
extra on top of his base. And then if they win, that's another extra 100K. So wow. he walked away with an extra 350000 for that game. And he, he's looking at that bonus for the rest <coughs> of the year. So, so Jets are, are the 49ers are going to go 16 and 1 this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Jimmy has some good Jimmy motivation. Jimmy going to go, come here, Debo. Here's the ball. Yeah. Go. <laughs> they, go, Debo. Go, Debo. Go. go. Do you, Debo? Do you? They a, a reporter had asked him after the game if he had thought about that bonus, and he goes, "No, no, that wasn't a motivating factor for me." But now that you brought it up, I'm not disappointed. I was like, "Good for you, Jimmy G." Like, I've actually you. never read my contract. <laughs> <laughs> my agent does that. Oh, but yeah, there there was some fantastic football this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, completely blew my mind going all the way back to Thursday night. I knew the Chargers Chiefs game was going to be tough. I did not. I actually thought the Chargers were going to win it, to be honest with you, um, yeah. especially as you were watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers just looked like they were on it. And yeah. in that in that fourth quarter, the Chiefs defense turned it on. When Herbert got whatever rib, bruise, or hurt or anything like that, that's really what slowed him down, the Chargers. But he still battled back and still made it a game. But in the one Chiefs, in the one Chiefs play, still got it. In one play, um, this was towards the very end of the game. Um, you see Herbert; it's like third and four or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's trying to make a pass, can't make a pass. He's got a wide open field in front of him. And he starts to run for it, but the pain mm-hmm. was so great he had to stop and Just throw the ball fall. away. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my goodness! Like this guy's dying. Take him out of the game." <laughs> and then the very next play, he lasers it down the field yep. to to get them at first and goal. And I'm like, "Who is this kid? Like you can't even run the ball one play, and then you're lasering down the field thirty something yards on a fourth down." I'm Put like, "This dirt on it." That. That kid is absolutely amazing, but he did what his injury was is um, they called it broken rib cartilage. So it's the cartilage in the ribs are uh, it's broken, which is crazy. I would say to me. I would like you know have weird terminology with it too if I wanted him to play. You know, can't play with broken ribs, but he can play with broken rib cartilage. <laughs> is that is that what they're doing? <laughs> That's what they're doing. I mean, this is the team that. Um, Punctured a Tyrod Taylor's lung, oh, which shot. He, he does have a lawsuit now pending against that team doctor. So, which, so this yeah. is that team that he's playing for. So he's like, Are you sure? It's like all bruised. His whole side is all bruised. A bone sticking out of his side, and the doctor's like, "Yeah, it's just a broken rib cartilage. That's not actually a broken rib, there, Justin." Oh, okay, cool. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, some more, I want to touch on a couple more, um, disappointing teams here. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, they lost to the Cardinals. And if you hear that, you think, well, the Cardinals are a great team, but no, that's not what happened. It was the Raiders wanted to lose so bad. They turned the, they turned the ball over. It was in overtime. It was three times in a row before was it finally it counted. It was oh, three goodness. in a row before it finally counted. I saw Rimfro fumble twice in a row. <laughs> it was so dumb. I'm uh, not saying he took money to, you know, fumble it away. But. Someone did something. <laughs> I mean, the at the end of the third quarter, the Raiders clearly had the game won. It was 23-7, to seven, and they literally allowed the Cardinals to tie it up on the— a last they second allowed, run. 
Yeah, keep going. They allowed, they allowed Kyler Murray on a two-point conversion to hold the ball for like 20-plus seconds and run the equivalent of 84 yards on a field on a two-point conversion. Like, what are we doing here, guys? I, I like, don't know. Is You know, I love Josh McDaniels, but... Oh man, he's got to turn this thing around now because that ship is starting to sink, in my opinion. Yeah, they're at zero and two. Devonte Adams had two targets. He had two targets. Two targets. I did not see that. Uh, not good for um, not good for the Raiders and not good for Devonte Adams. Oh, sorry, two catches. Sorry, it was two, two catches. catches. Yeah, he had five That's targets, two God. catches. But still, it's That's the not guy good for Adams, man. Devonte Adams, the guy who commanded a hundred and uh, what was it, hundred and forty-seven targets last year. Like I, I'm not understanding. I mean, what the game a, plan is. That was another game where you know you can win three quarters in the NFL, but that doesn't matter. You have to win all four. And you have that's to win exactly all four. Exactly what this week has proved in the NFL, man. Is you can win up to the half. You can win three quarters. You can win three and a half quarters, but it matters until that clock hits zero. The game's still going. Like going back to the Jets game, they had to get the onside kick. Had they to didn't get the onside kick. They can't win the game. Like every play matters in the NFL, and that's why it's so freaking fun to watch because every play matters. Wasn't that the nastiest onside kick from the Jets, dude? Oh. Like. Sorry we have to keep talking about the Jets. Ryan's not even here. He's probably going to be so happy when he listens to this. But that onside kick was the nastiest onside kick I've ever seen. I don't know how many have been recovered since they changed the rules where you can't run before they kick. But I haven't honestly seen one recovered since they changed those rules. I think one. I've seen one. And now you hear, you know, oh, they're going to do the onside kick. And you're like, well, that's a 99% probability they're not going to get it. They get it? They get the it. Jets get it. Unbelievable. And then flat, then Dirty Joe and the Jets <laughs> drives it downfield, gets the touchdown, man. Dirty Joe. Garrett Wilson got uh, two touchdowns. What, is, what is going on in New York, though? I had, I wanted to look up a stat for it, but the Giants won, the Jets won, and the Bills won. That has to be the first time in like 70 years. I don't want to give a number, but I don't in my lifetime. I don't think I've ever heard those three teams winning. I didn't think about that, but you were absolutely weekend. right. And the same weekend? I don't the think same so. Weekend, I have never heard that in my lifetime. I don't think but so. The Giants are now 2-0 and under Brian Dable, man. 19, they beat the Panthers 19-16. to The Panthers now 0-2. I'm sorry, Matt Rule. You are going to get fired if you fall to 0-5. Turn it around, bud. Figure it out. Uh, I, I I don't know what the Panthers are doing. A lot of people were blaming former Jets quarterback last year, Sam Darnold, that he could not do anything with the Panthers. They finally got Baker Mayfield, and he looks completely lost too. 29 oh, yeah. attempts, only 14 completions. Terrible. Looked total garbage. Christian McCaffrey had a great game. He had 128 yards yep. from scrimmage. Um, he was looking great again, but they still could not do anything. I mean, the Giants don't look that great either, but they're figuring out how to win the game. But they're winning like the they're, game. They're figuring out how to win the game, at least the last two weeks. Yep. So that one was a good one. Uh, Patriots got their first win. They beat the Steelers. I was kind of surprised by that. But, you know, I think the Patriots are probably going to open doors. I don't know how many weeks until we see uh, Kenny Pickett step in. Do you think Tomlin will put Pickett in, or do you think he's going to keep riding with the veteran? People are already screaming for Pickett to join um, as far as the Steelers fans go. Like, 
I, I don't know how much longer he can hold it off, but the fan base is already screaming for Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I don't think, you know, the Patriots haven't looked that good to me, but you get the win, you get the win. So that was that one. Um, Jaguars, the Colts. The Colts don't score one point. 24 to nothing, blanketed by the Jaguars. The Jaguars. Now, for whatever reason, the Colts can't beat the Jaguars. Like they're saying they're 0-5 in like the last four years or something. In the last three years, the Colts are 0-5 against the Jaguars. But so not like this. It, I don't know what it is about the Jaguars and the Colts and other division rivals. But not but, like this. Uh, Matt Ryan, uh, 16 of 30, 195 yards, three interceptions. Oh, he threw three picks too? Oh. Jonathan Taylor, nine carries, 50 yards. Man. Like... I don't know mm. what happened, but when you're only feeding Jonathan Taylor nine carries, there's a problem with your there's play calls. Well, when you're down 21 points, you it was better than what Matt Ryan back. was doing. Yeah, it That's was better true. than what Matt Ryan was doing. That's true. I I don't, I don't know, know what's going what, on in Indianapolis, but Frank Reich, man, great great coach in my opinion. But I don't know. They're so hung up on getting a perfect quarterback, you know, trying to get the next Manning that. <laughs> They just keep reaching for these dudes and keep moving around. But Wentz was there last year. Now Wentz is with the Commanders. Now Wentz is number two in the league for passing yards. I mean, he is and slinging that ball. He's at last week. He had 337 yards, three touchdowns. They lost. The Lions got the victory, which I'm happy about because I want Dan Campbell to get a freaking winning record for the Lions this year. And take them to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. That's all I want, Dan. Can you make that happen? I mean, you had Jared Goof, and Jared Goof actually did not look like a goof. I mean, he threw four touchdowns, and one of his one of the main targets. This is another fantasy breakout star. Everyone was talking about him before the season started, and by by everyone, I mean Ryan freaking Olson. He was screaming for people to be drafting this guy, but uh, Amron St. Brown. That kid is unbelievable. Nine catches, 116 yards, two touchdowns. When you have the number one receiver um, on a team not getting drafted till the fifth, sixth rounds in drafts. Insane. Insane. And Olsen was screaming for people not to let him fall. I unfortunately let him fall in my league because I thought he would fall back to me, and I was wrong, and I regret not grabbing him when I should have. Yeah, he's a... He is a beast, man, just watching those highlights of him. He's like a – he is a beast wide receiver, playmaker yep. for sure. Um, there's two more games I really do want to touch on. Um, I couldn't – I they were, in the, they were in the Super Bowl last year, the Bengals. They're 0-2. They lost to uh, the Dak Prescottless Cowboys. Had I Cooper think, Rush. What is going on in Cincinnati? Their offensive line is terrible. They need to fire that old line coach right now. I don't care if he's been with that team for twenty years. This is this is horrendous. They spent so much money this offseason building this offensive line and it is horrendous. It is terrible. They need to hire you, bro. Burrow they need to bring you in. That's what I'm talking about. And get you on there to coach him. Thank you. I appreciate that. Joe Burrow, I mean, he he's literally getting destroyed out there yeah. and getting lit up. He led them all the way back um, with three minutes left in the game, tied it up 17 to 17. Give it up to Cooper Rush. He he knew the game plan. They handed the ball off. He made passes when he needed to, got mm-hmm. it within distance, and um, Brett Maurer kicked the 50-yard field goal at no time left and won the game. I yeah. mean, to do oh, that man. with without Dak Prescott – 
I either that speaks to how overhyped Dak Prescott is, or what the Cowboys, uh, if they can hold off and and pick up a couple more wins. Be, I mean, they're talking Dak Prescott could be back in two weeks. So it's just all about game plan, you know. Dak Prescott's is. game plan is different than Cooper Rush's game plan. Yep. So it's all about how you coach and your game plan. But the Bengals haven't looked good at all. I mean, the defense for the Cowboys, Micah Parsons has been a an unstoppable force oh, yeah. this Absolutely. season over these two games. Keep keeping the ball rolling on disappointing teams. I'm going to call out the Denver Broncos, even though they got a win, they beat the Texans. What a disappointing offense this has been these first two weeks for the Broncos. They have to figure this out. So I, I the Broncos was actually the next game I want to talk about. As everyone knows, if you don't know, I live in Colorado. I am oh, yeah. surrounded by the Broncos fans, like diehard Broncos fans, and not one person I talk to is happy about a winning game on Sunday. No. They were you struggled to score 16 points against the Houston struggled. Texans. I mean, by the fourth quarter, the fans in the stadium were counting down the play clock out loud. That's how bad Nathaniel Hackett has been as a head coach with his time management. Have Several- you seen him do a post-game interview real quick? Have you seen Nathaniel Hackett do it? It's so freaking funny. Me and my wife was watching the one last week, and it was with Scott Van Pelt, you know, on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, we're going to let this guy catch a breath real quick and go to this next post-game comment. Man, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Nathaniel Hackett, like, after last week's major, major, um, I don't know what you want to call it, kerfuffle, you know, at the end of the game, did not do time management well. Yep. The the Broncos lose. He owned it and said, I made a mistake. We should have not done that. I was really hoping he was going to move on from it. But that decision haunted him so bad, yep. it carried into week two, and he could not make a decision for the life of him. There were several delay of game calls because he could not decide whether he wanted to go for it on fourth and yeah, like two. Yeah, I saw that. Or mm-hmm. if he wanted to send the kickers out, and he would wait till 20 seconds are on the play clock, and then he would send the kickers out, and then there was a delay of game, and then he had to call a timeout in the third quarter, and then he didn't want to call a timeout later in the third quarter uh-huh. when he needed he to, and so then it backed him up so far that Brandon McManus drilled a 54-yard field goal, but it was a delay of game. He drilled it easily, John. It had 10 yards, that it, and so it backs him up five yards, and so then they punt it instead. It was absolutely embarrassing, and that's why the Broncos fans were literally screaming the countdown clock out loud to help Nathaniel Hackett. No one is happy right now in Denver, even though they're sitting at one and one. They have got no. to fig- they have got to figure it out. I mean, all off season we're talking about how the AFC West is going to be the best team and best division of football, and right now it's just you know Chiefs and Chargers. Broncos aren't bringing it yet. Raiders definitely are bringing it yet. Uh, Chargers are still bringing it. They just lost to the Chiefs, but I don't. The AFC West, I don't think, is going to be as competitive as everyone was saying. All I heard about was how the Chiefs are the third best. The Chiefs are yeah. the third best. The Chiefs are the third best. They're going to be lucky to make the playoffs. Well, who's sitting at two and zero now, folks? Now, who's sitting speak, at two and zero? I don't want to say Russell Wilson's struggling, but I don't want to say he's looking great. Does this speak volumes to Russell Wilson as a quarterback, or does this speak volumes to like the offense Pete Carroll put him in? Like, what what's going on here? Like, 
you know, I would think if Russell Wilson's a great quarterback, like everybody says, he wouldn't struggle like he is. He doesn't need to be in an offensive scheme he's not, that works for him. He's overthrowing wide receivers. He's he he is not playing well. Again, I'm in the uh, uh, Broncos Nation, right, and so I'm in. watching it go down. And he is not playing well at all. So yeah, John, I I thousand percent agree with you. I think Broncos are. Um, struggling hard and i i don't know who who's to blame maybe maybe you're right maybe it was just pete carroll being a great coach um that that kept him in such a a strong um strong offensive position but it is not translating over to the broncos as, as of this point now the next offense i've been disappointed in so far this year is my boy tom brady and the tampa bay buccaneers they're two and oh two and oh that defense man that, that two and Defense. defense they i think you know seven quarters they did not allow a defensive touchdown and they allowed one and garbage time against the saints you know like yeah that defense man tom brady he i don't i don't want to say he looks bad but he doesn't look you know like the greatest of all time you know he he's he's struggling with chemistry i guess is what i would say yeah he doesn't He's getting the ball really out. Tell. He's getting can, it out quick. You can really tell where you were like, if he had Gronk on this third and four, or if he had Gronk on this one, or if he had somebody with something going on, you know, he's missing that guy. And you, they they need to find that, or Brady needs to find that guy for him, man, to get him dug out. It's hard to find that guy when you're guaranteed to miss a day every week because he wants to go home and spend time with his family because he's in marriage problems with Giselle. <laughs> I mean... But seriously, like we're talking about quarterbacks who meet and talk every single day and have breakfast together seven days a week, and that's yeah. Coop, that's Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. Tom Brady it's can't true. do that anymore. He can't do that anymore, and he, he's admitted it. So, Tom, do it, do it, Tom. Do you it. can always get a new supermodel wife. <laughs> do it for your fans, Brady. <laughs> Brady, I think you're making the right decision. Matter of fact, I think you made the wrong decision on retiring if it was going to cause that much strife between you and your wife. I don't think he would have unretired if he would have been able to retire in his own words. Yeah. Like, you know, TB12 announced it and everybody started announcing his retirement. And I think that pissed him off because he yeah. didn't get to retire on his own terms. Yeah. And that's why he un unretired. Or the whole conspiracy with the Dolphins trying to get Sean Payton and Tom Brady didn't work, and that's what happens. It's one of the two. I don't know which one, but it's one of the two. Somewhere in the middle. You know, it's always somewhere in the middle. You got to land in the middle there. Oh, the Dolphins. They're all, but I'll tell you what, the Dolphins didn't need to. Two, it looks fantastic. No. They just need to keep rolling. Mike McDaniel's actually, you know, I was kind of worried about McDaniel. I think he's going to be another Cliff Kingsbury type of coach, but. I don't know, man. He might be bringing it. He's bringing it. He's bringing it. I mean, the only other game I don't think we talked about yet is the uh, Packers against the Bears, one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. And, you know, Green Bay. Green Bay won. Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears. <laughs> Rodgers looked good. Um, Aaron Jones looked amazing. The whole Aaron Packers, Jones the whole Packers offense just – I, I, everyone was freaking out week one and uh, given I knew it was going to be bad mm -hmm. but I knew it wasn't going to last it's Aaron Rodgers he's going to find does. somebody to throw to um, Alan Lazard came back that was great he hit Sammy Watkins uh, a few times I mean it was all but Aaron, Aaron Jones was the MVP of that game 
He's spread the ball out, though, so much in receiving, though. I'm looking at the stats right now. The person who had the most catches was three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different receivers yep. and running backs caught the ball. And the highest somebody caught it the most was three times, which tied three or four different ways here. But Aaron Jones, man, 132 rushing yards on 15 carries and a touchdown. He had the... Um, he had a touchdown catch as well. He had a touchdown catch. A.J. Dillon had 18 carries for 16 yards. I mean, anytime you can hand the ball off 20 to 30 times in the game with two different yep. backs, and you're you're obviously showing you're winning that game. Besides Aaron Jones catching, there were two players that made some amazing grabs when they needed to, Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb. I can't believe we're still talking about Randall Cobb. Yeah, he's just warming the, up. It's the same one. It's the same Randall Cobb. I, he's, he's still goes out and makes some amazing grabs. He's just warming up, man. <laughs> but my most surprising stat of that game, Packers won 27, Bears 10. Justin Fields only threw the ball 11 times. 11 times. And he it was 24 to 7 at half. So if you're in the NFL and you're a head coach, what are you doing in the second half if you're down 27 to 4 or 24 to 7? What are you doing, Jay? I would assume you're passing the ball, John, you trying to get the some ball. scores. You would throw the ball, and you would just start slinging it wherever you could over that field. <laughs> but only 11 times? Like, what is going on there? Like, yeah. you're at half, like, okay, we're giving up. Like, imagine if Dirty Joe and the Jets would have <laughs> just, just been up. like, hey, we're down 21 points in the fourth quarter. We ain't winning this, boys. Let's just hand the ball off 92 times. <laughs> no, you play to win the game, Chicago. You're not going to win the game by handing it off when you're down 24 to 7 at half. Throw it. Yeah, I I don't know if that speaks to Justin Fields like he's still not trusted enough to do anything with the football like he's a starting NFL quarterback, you better let him do something. It doesn't matter. You play to win the game. So if you can't win with Justin Fields, put somebody else in. Like, come on Chicago. Do better for your Ar- Ar- Arlington Heights fans. So yeah, I mean, I think we covered all the games. Um, uh, it, it was week two in the NFL was absolutely fantastic, electrifying, yep. electrifying. Uh, if uh, if you're out there and you're trying to find some uh, some waiver wire options um, on fantasy, uh, there are. Um, there are some good pickups. Like we talked about, Trey Lance is out. So you've got Jimmy Garoppolo uh, with the 49ers. Um, he will be starting all year. He's only rostered in 1% of ESPN leagues. Um, you've got Carson Wentz, like you said, is absolutely throwing that ball and has uh, 650 yards and seven touchdowns in two games so far. Um, so he he's second in the NFL. Carson Wentz is only in 50% of leagues. You've also got Jared Goff only in 7% of leagues. Wow. Uh, and the Lions have scored 71 points over the first two weeks. So we, we're talking that there are some quarterbacks out there that are still available. Uh, James Conner did miss the entire second half due to injury. So with Eno Benjamin Benjamin and Daryl Williams for running backs, uh, both of them uh, split the ball the rest of the way, and Daryl Williams looked the best, in my opinion. Um, And he's he's available. uh, He's only owned in 4% of leagues. 
if you're I looking at, out, uh, I'll give a shout out to Cole Beasley who just signed with the Buccaneers. He's uh, going to be on their practice squad, but you know they're going to be putting him on immediately for game action here soon. They have he's to. A, I, I think he'll start this week. He's a Wes Welker, Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman type of slot receiver that Brady loves feeding. So you might not get the benefits right away this week, but you will here two to five, four weeks. If I have to bring up other wide receivers this week to target, you've got Nelson Aguilar. He's owned in less than 1% of leagues. He looks like the go-to guy for Mac Jones and the Patriots. Um, he played He played really well. Another wide receiver is a, the rookie Garrett Wilson for the Jets. I think he has already shown that he's going to be the number one right wide receiver for the Jets. I would be going out and trying to pick up that rookie. And if he's still available in your league, I don't know how he could be, but he's only owned in 58% of ESPN leagues. Traylon wow. Burks for the Titans. Traylon Burks for the Titans. I don't know how he's still available. Um, he had uh, – he. he he needs to get picked up. He's going to be playing um, a lot more ball with the Titans. Yeah, there's a lot of rookie wide receivers this year showing their worth early on and start grabbing them now because they're only going to keep getting hotter. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's my uh, quick waiver wire um, advice for you. Other than that, uh, super excited for week three football in the NFL. Um, like we talk about every week, this is some of our favorite times of the year. That's why we're glad to be here. Uh, next week, we should have Ryan Olson back, and we can't wait to uh, talk more football and hang out with you guys. So thanks for joining us. Uh, John, close us out. That's all I got, guys. Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia, top team in the league right now. Go jump on the table, break it down. If you if you don't know Bills tradition, look it up, man. Uh, Bills. They're going to be running with it. So have a good night. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.